Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. This is a big one. I say it's a big one for every podcast, but this is no, no. What? Normally, Kai goes. We have this massive, tremendous, awesome <laughs> guest on. And it's like, dude, way to use every every descriptive word ever. Dude, wow. it's the massive guest. He goes, he goes massive, and then it's it always gets a little awkward when some people like some aren't people come. Massive. Yeah, some people like no. aren't, they either aren't you think that I'm massive. Saying they are massive. I don't no, know what it is. Just, like, it seems like you try to brown nose him a little bit, <laughs> but then it doesn't work. Yeah. Because like he's like this massive so and so guest and then like cuts over to like so normal. So guess. are you implying that I'm massive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. What what defines that? They're, you're following. That's what I mean. <laughs> See, but there there lies the confusion. People don't know what, what I'm talking about. But yeah. anyway, the guest has now been introduced. We have Charlie Jordan hey guys, on today. What's what, up? What Thanks for having on? me on. Excited yeah, to be course. here. I've seen yeah. your guys' uh, stuff a lot, just all around the internet. So you guys are crushing it too. Yeah, and way to way to stay out of drama. You you kind of stay out of the uh, you kind of stay off the main channel. I do. Um, I am just not about drama at all. I try to avoid it at all costs. But as my page gets bigger, it's kind of unavoidable. Yeah. Like. I have to address it. I have to confront it. I have to talk about it. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it now, but at first it definitely sucked. I've been getting more used to having, like, my personal life online. But yeah. And you've also been, like, hanging out, though, with a lot more people that are in the public eye. That right? is true. That is true. I made travel videos for, like, two and a half years, so I was never really in L.A. And especially when quarantine started, I was, like, forced to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just, like, had to find new friend groups and start hanging out with people here. And it was actually really cool because I got to connect with people that... Yeah. You know, I'd seen for years, but I'd never actually met. We all kind of did the same thing. I, I think I had like 1.5 million when I moved to LA. So I kind of built my following outside yeah. of Los Angeles. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So wait, take it to the take us to the beginning because you grew up in you grew up in Vegas, right? In like oh like a lot more conservative family. You talked yes. about that, and then you went into modeling. Like, what's the whole story there? Like, how did the get into travel vlogs? Get into like what you're doing now? You're on. He goes, TV give me the spark notes. I know, give me the spark notes. <laughs> Um, so basically, yeah, my whole family is LDS. I've talked about that super openly, Mormon, whatever you want to call it. Um, and when I was 18, I kind of decided to step outside of my comfort zone. And, um, I was also a D1 athlete. I signed a full ride scholarship to go run track and field hurdles and sprints at Cal State Fullerton. Um, people have seen the challenger games, but there's not really any context to that video. Yeah. yeah that was <laughs> the thing that Logan Paul held years ago, right? Like the, the yes. influencers like doing the Olympics. It was so random. It was like an influencer yeah. track meet. And yeah, you I got blew, to, you blew all those other girls out of the park, by the way. You it was pretty funny to watch. Like, Everybody's running like this. <laughs> So funny, <laughs> no, everybody's running like this and then charlie's actually fast yeah, i think like it was you in the summer it was like at least like five six seconds behind you <laughs> bro no one's ever like let's go have a pickup game of track like no one wants to go run so yeah. when logan called me and was like yo we're holding this random track meet i was like this is my time to show off my talents my skills that no one ever gets to see yeah you're um, not involved and in the boxing scene you're just doing track no, no. Scene. yeah so random that's like the one time you'll ever see track be a part of anything um but i always tell him I'm like you should do it again he's like no i don't think so, <laughs> um, but when I when I ran it, I went because each race that you won, you, uh, we won five grand to donate to charity. Okay, so I won like three of the races and got like fifteen grand to donate, which I was like, that's so that's so fun, like that's perfect. Yeah, that's um, nice. but yeah, the Challenger Games is quite the time. But I ran track, and I basically, you know, that shift from like going on this path uh, that I'd been told to go on that my family thought I was going to go on that just your your typical like you know go to school get a job whatever um and I decided to drop out and give away my full ride scholarship and completely change everything that I was doing um I stopped practicing my religion and as a result of that I actually ended up getting kicked out of my house are you serious <laughs> yes I wow. was like halfway through my senior year of high school and I got kicked out of my house and um 
I lived like an hour and a half away. I, I like was staying at or crashing at a friend's house for a bit until I graduated and I could actually barely get to high school. Like it was like an hour and a half away from where I lived. Um, so I barely graduated. I had straight A's, but I barely graduated because of attendance purposes. Yeah. And then, you know, my family was very uh, hurt at the time from my personal decisions. So I literally at graduation walked by myself, which was the craziest thing ever. High school was not the best oh, time wow. for me, guys. <laughs> Um, I walked by myself at graduation and after that day I was just like I'm yeah. never going back to this ever again like I'm gonna go do my own thing and I had a car that was one thing that I did have so I decided to start doing road trips I was like I I just saw all this like incredible content online I've been taking pictures already doing like some travel stuff but I like really dove into it because I didn't have to be at school anymore so I could just go yeah, yeah. and I started doing road trips I did road trips for like a year in Utah, and that, like, grew my following to, like, 400,000 followers. On Instagram? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, after the road trips, you know, I had different companies hitting me up, like Honda and um, companies like Tentry, and that was actually one, that was, like, my first travel trip that I did. It was the eco-conservation brand, which kind of, like, flung me into that whole side of everything that I do, because I uh, every trip that I did, I was going because I was doing conservation work. Okay. Um, and making videos with tours and boards and different conservation groups in each place that I so went. So these places were like would fly you out, and then you're creating content around why people should come visit, or like at yes. least increasing the awareness for it. Exactly. We so bringing it back a little bit, we grew up with a lot of people like in the LDS community, and like it's interesting because they grew up like more sheltered, and then a as we went into high school, a lot of them branched away. Like my best friend, they grew up uh, Mormon, but then he also branched away in high school like how how did you how did that happen like it was just a day you told your parents or was it something that was building up over the over years in high school it was over the course of years I think when I was like I've always kind of had a chip on my shoulder just being like a girl in general and especially in that religion it's kind of sexist um and when I was like 12 13 being told oh you're gonna learn how to take care of kids yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like what like I was that kid in class I was like they would say something and I was in the back always raising my hand questioning everything that they were saying. And that wasn't even because of anything anyone had told me. It was literally just a feeling that I started to get as I got older. Uh, seminary is like this early morning it's fucking brutal. class. Seminary? What's that? It's yeah. like, it's, so like you notice it uh, in, in high school, like all the all the kids who were Mormon, they would all like carpool from the Mormon church over to the high school because oh. you have to get there at like six in the morning yep. and then you go, you know, you go practice. I just thought it was like a carpool setup. They do always show up together. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. They, always pull up, they always pull up. And they, well, one of, literally this one time, this, uh, they, these, um, these like Mormon kids from high school, they, they ran into my car in the parking lot and like 10 kids get out because they all had come from <laughs> seminary. Can't be mean to them. Yeah, They're so like, nice. They, yeah, they just fucking just run right into my car. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? And then like 10 people come out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not ready to deal with this right now. We, we always heard about the, the, the dances that would happen because we always got oh invited. God. The Mormon dances with all the all I the love kids. that this is the topic of conversation oh, yeah, right no, now. I haven't talked about steak dances in yeah. literally years. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the most awkward thing in the entire world. They yeah. get like all like the 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds and it's yeah. like a dance in a church where you literally can't get closer than like three Bibles apart. You're like, what's your favorite colored toothbrush? <laughs> like you're just asking like the most the random sexual, The sexual tension's just off the charts. Off the charts. It's a bunch of kids who just can't touch each other. So like, It's unreal. It's kind of weird when you think about it. I'm like, oh, that was kind of weird of them to do that. But uh, yeah, seminary was just like the early morning class. Like I woke up an hour before yeah. actual school every single day for four years. And it was just like, uh, this is wrong yeah. and this is wrong. And 
it just felt weird to me. You know, I was being told like, hey, you're going to get married and have kids and that's the meaning of life. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, was just I feel like, like it's mm. the people you're surrounded like by like in high school, middle school that aren't Mormon. I guess like you're more of like introduced Exposed to a new to like lifestyle of the way they're living life and you kind of break out of that. But, so, but like it's crazy because I don't, I don't even feel like that was it because I was definitely that kid that was like, if you could not swear around me, like everyone in high school called me prude. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I but was just you, like, what you do you mean? No, not at all. Okay. What? I mean, I didn't do anything until I was 18. Because a lot of our friends that were like, maybe like rebelling, I guess, some way in their parents or like, it was a lot more, they were partying. They were going out doing they stuff. They, they, were they, they weren't even partying. They were just doing hard drugs on like their yeah, own time. Like they oh. were literally just like, they were just like chill at home and they'd be like, okay, like this kid's doing fucking DMT. This, you know, like, I just like fucking. Just <laughs> but that's cr- a huge problem with like the, the culture of the religion is that kids do that stuff anyways and yeah. they just hide it. Wouldn't you rather your kid be honest with you instead mm-hmm. of like, Ugh, the amount of like even girls I know that would like get pregnant and not tell their parents and like something terrible would happen because Bruh. they're trying to hide it right yeah. or it's like oh you can't have sex before marriage and then they do some other weird shit they're like that doesn't count you know exactly <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we that one about, song we can talk about <laughs> soaking right now uh, no it's uh, what's soaking what it's, is that it's bro it's like this whole miscon like everyone ugh. what is I, it I don't know even know if we can talk about it no, no we, we got it talk yeah, about it. Yeah. it's literally when you just like go in and you don't move and yeah. it doesn't count it's called soaking <laughs> so, <laughs> but, like marinating like it's yeah. marinating yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah, call that thing. in some parts a, of the but country. that was like a thing that people would do because they're like oh it doesn't count or like doing fucking like anal and they're like oh it doesn't count it I'm is, like uh, bro i'm like uh, this is so uh, like just don't oh do God. that yeah, and like what is it like uh, if, if you fuck in the ear then it's not it's okay there's a few like abstinence sex moves that like that like can be done there's like there's one called the provo push which pro- it's like it's <laughs> not a provo yeah, utah yeah, shout out yeah, provo shout so out it's, byu it's, it's, it's called the provo push and ultimately it's soaking but then like your friends are in the room and they like move the bed oh god so like it's oh you know, manually assisted yeah. the soaking. or there's something else called durfing Noel, yeah, yeah, Noel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Noel miller it's it's, it's like dick surfing but it's like Bro. it's it's fully closed and like you we when we, noel did the bachelor of provo yeah, well, when he, he roasted a, that yeah, oh. he has a song he has a song about about durfing now it's Amazing. fucking hilarious what about the you said the other day like what the armpit sex or something like that yeah, wow. people like you know you can like go on like the knee like back of the knee or armpit, <laughs> mm, the knee pit. It, he goes, mm. <laughs> it's all just so funny because it's like it's clearly like. What are you into over here? He I'm, goes, I'm, I'm, knee I'm, pits. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm no. into much. <laughs> he goes, I'm into much weirder things actually. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so so keep your story going about uh, uh, uh we were on like road trip like you're getting like road tripping and stuff like that. Yes. Um. We were talking about Mormon things, yes. kind of branching yeah, away yeah. from that. But yeah, going back into the road trips, uh, broke away from the religion, all that. And I started doing road trips, which was super fun. Um, went all over Utah, Colorado, like any neighboring state that I could get to. Um, and then I just had, you know, started growing the social media following. And like I was trying to do modeling, but the modeling industry is really brutal. It's, you know, they're like lose 15 pounds. You got signed to a shit agency, right? That's what you're t- I did. I signed with this agency and they were telling me, you know, they're like, we need you to lose 15 pounds in two weeks. And then the suggestions of like, just don't eat and smoke cigarettes. And I'm like, no wonder models are pissy and bitchy all the time because they're hungry. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, they're just so hungry. They just need some food. (laughs) Like every like models get a bad rap for having a bad attitude. Um, And literally it's, I feel like it's because they're just hungry. Get them some some Chick-fil-A and they'll be good. Um, No, modeling is great, honestly. Like, the concept of it, but I do feel like it's a very genetically... Like, if you're genetically blessed to look a certain way, 
100% go for it. But when you're like trying to force yourself to, to be yeah. a way that you're not like, it's just super toxic. So what? also I feel like back in the day, there was a certain stigma for modeling. Like you had to look a certain way. Whereas like now you can, there's like plus size models or there's a like unique look. That's what people go looks for. Or like skin tones yeah. and stuff. So exactly. The freckles, right? It changed it's so much. Now. So like, so much. Wait, by the way, how do you lose 15 pounds in two weeks? Like how, how would you go about that? <sighs> Just not like, eating and like doing if you do eat, do you crazy like, cleanses. And you like pull trigger like when you eat? Uh, you just don't eat. Uh-huh. I mean, you could pull. I can't pull trigger. I don't know why. I just I just can't do it. I've never been able to do it. So I was like, yeah, I just won't eat and I'll just smoke cigarettes and, you know, we'll see. Like, just I was like, I'll try. Heroin I'll try. Just do a ton of heroin. Yeah, just I heroin. Had, <laughs> I had agencies telling me to lose muscle. I was what? like, how... That's crazy. You want me to sit on the couch? I'll just like deteriorate, <laughs> just not move. I'm like, that's impossible. What are you even talking about? It seems like that would give you a more unhealthy look than like than of someone like you know of someone who's just like. It just seems like that would make you look more unhealthy than like yeah, just and people don't want to see that anymore. You know, like yeah. that was the thing back in the day, but it's changed so much. But at the time, I was just like kind of at the beginning of like everyone was still with agencies, so everyone told me I was crazy. Like when I left my agency and I would book things on my own, everyone was always telling me, "You need to sign with an agency. You have to do this." Like the traditional LA structure, right? Um, traditional Hollywood, just in general. And I was kind of like, "No, like." I'm pretty sure that every single person within the first two years that I met with, you know, people used to make fun of me for doing Instagram. It was not like a cool thing at all. People didn't think it was legit. Didn't think you could make money off of it. Like IG models weren't making money then? Not no? at all. The whole first year, first year and a half that I did Instagram, I don't think I made a single penny. <laughs> like, which How many is, followers did you have? I literally didn't do a brand deal until I got to like 600, 700,000 on Instagram. That's wow. insane. Because now people yeah. will do... People will literally do Instagram promos now with like 20K. Yeah, no, I, because I didn't really care. Like I wasn't trying to make money off of social media and that's something that I think is different. I just haven't heard like anyone ever say this. Like, you know, you you come out here and you hear people throwing around words like engagement and analytics and like, I didn't really know about any of that. When I just started doing Instagram, I literally loved taking pictures and making videos and that was just like a platform for me to share it on. I wasn't trying to make money off of it and like the fact that I grew from it was a complete accident. I was just, you know, I was on Tumblr before, MySpace, like I love... Tumblr famous? Yes, (laughs) Tumblr, like, you know, Alexis Renje Alvarez, like that was that kind of era for me where I was like, I want to do this and I was just trying to do what they were doing by any means. I was like, okay, they travel and they post pictures yeah. like I'm going to do the same thing. And I just wanted to travel. That was what I really wanted. The, the dream is to be get everything paid for. They want you to show the hotel, the resorts. Exactly. Pay, yeah. And I got to a point where I was traveling. So after the road trips, I started flying places and I literally would come home. Like I would go to these beautiful places like Turks and Caicos and the Bahamas and post these insane pictures. And then I would go home and literally be homeless. Like, (laughs) it was the craziest. Like, everyone saw something online. And then there was the actual reality of it. Um, And I was like, man, I just want this to be my reality. Like, I really want these trips and these pictures to actually be my full-time reality. So I just started booking jobs, like, back to back to back. And they would, you know, pay for flights places. And then I started making money from doing the modeling jobs and getting brand deals online. Um, and it was just like this giant snowball effect and it just kept going. And then I got to travel to the most incredible places all over the world. And it kind of stopped when quarantine hit, but yeah. it was, it was definitely like the most memorable. I'll never forget that time in my life. Like I still travel, but that was just a, such a unique, like I had so much energy cause I was so young and I just like went everywhere. So yeah. with like with traveling so much and then like living in LA now, 
like how what's been like your hollywood experience like your la experience because like to me la is the place where it's the most like it's so fake that people act like they love it but like it's really hard to actually love it you know what i mean so like how with, with having so much experience and seeing so many other places like what's your la experience This is such an interesting topic because I kind of get, um, everyone always appreciates my honesty. Like I'm super honest online. Like I don't bullshit and I'll be straight up, like, just be like, yeah, everybody out here is really fake. Like, and it's not, you know, that's a very layman's term of saying it, but the, the reason people interact with each other here, how they interact with each other, like it's all for a very specific reason. A lot of it's just social, social climbing to like the best like it's the best example of social climbing just in general but coming out here you know I got my own house and that's like my little sanctuary where I'm very specific about who I let in and out because there's a million content houses out here and it's just all sorts of strangers in and out all the time like I don't even know how people live in them like these kids too like how there's just no protection or anything like the most random shit goes down in those houses and like I lived in one and um everyone's kind of seen what happened with that place clubhouse um and oh, then yeah that was a while ago that, yeah all right so guys when you start your own online store like maybe you're selling something on you know the on, on the internet on the line right there's a lot of things that you can post you can be selling what bath water you can be selling your own merch and that's something that we're doing and the hardest part of doing like the hardest part of that is like shipping it out, getting to your fans, right? Because nobody wants to order something sh- and just like not why get. Did, why did we not use them? We use ShipStation. Oh, we did. No, yeah, that's no. why it's so easy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Nathan uses ShipStation. It makes it so that you can actually experience the entire like process of having someone pick up your packages, mm-hmm. the labels being printed, being able to put it on the packages to get it out. It makes it super easy. And in a time oh, where so many people yeah. are, you know, reselling their clothes, you start an online business where you're shipping products out. You need really reliable and easy way to get it out there. Nothing sucks more than having to go down to the post office. The people that you deal with at the post office can sometimes... They're so sad. They suck. Sometimes they're really nice, but sometimes they just want to make you so upset. And it's called going postal. Do you remember the short lady with the curly hair at the old post office? The one that would go to the front door whenever you needed a package? (laughs) She would be so mean to me every single time. She was just mean for no reason. I was like, can I... Like, can I please just have my package? My package was literally there. I was looking at my package. She goes, your package not here. <laughs> I'm like, your no. package not here. <laughs> it's, like it's right there. My I'm like, I, 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 I see, see my name right there. It's right there. Package, package not here. <laughs> All right, so the big thing is they're able to Im- you're able to import orders from your sales channel so you know exactly who your orders need to go out to, as well as the fact that ShipStation works with a lot of these carriers to have really deep like discount rates for shipping your merch out. Nothing sucks more than selling merch and then paying the same price to just ship it out. They have great partnerships that have you know great discounts for that. Automate just about any shipping task. Spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time just growing your business. No matter what you're selling, uh, Amazon, Etsy, no matter, sorry, no, no matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you manage from anywhere it's super simple so guys all you got to do is use code the sync to get a 60 day free trial that's two months free of no hassle stress-free shipping it changes the game you know get stop going to the post office and dropping off a thousand packages have them come to your door get those labels going uh go to shipstation.com that's shipstation.com click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in the sync that's shipstation.com enter code the sync make ship happen thank you Uh, and another support for the day, uh, today's episode is Manscaped. Manscaped has been the right tool to get the job done quickly, safely, and hygienically. Uh, Father's Day is just around the corner and you probably need a gift for your hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. The ultra smooth package, you know what they say, like father, like son. 
it's a great Father's Day gift, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, your dad's got Harry Sack, right? You you're, you're, you you like care you, about. You can also like help him too, like get like if he's old. And you help oh him, right, like, yeah. Be like more like your dad holds his shaft while you shave his. Yeah, right, and it's right, easy right. to get like around the edges right. if they can't like bend over and get it. Yeah, and like, your family, you don't want to hurt your dad, yeah. so you choose the best tool there is to not cut your dad's ball sack, not do anything there, and actually make it a smooth, clean process to get a clean shave. And you're able to do that with a Manscaped 4.0. Yes, I feel like everyone that like comes over and like because they like know that Manscaped has been like our sponsor for like a very long time. Yeah. I feel like everyone always asks us like, do they actually work? Do they actually work? It's like, yes, they actually work. Razor, it, it yeah. works. Yeah, 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 who was the one really person good. that actually uses it? There was somebody who had. Well, was Joey, Joey Yo bought one. Oh yeah, yeah. Joey, oh. Bought, Joey yeah. bought. He's like, does it actually work? I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, like <laughs> how would it not work? That's the question. Like, it doesn't work if it cuts your balls. Like yeah. if it uh, makes it like, hard, right? Yeah. It also doesn't work if it's not waterproof. Like certain razors that say they're waterproof that are not actually waterproof. Right. And yeah. then they shock you. It sucks when you're shaving your balls. But Manscaped stops that completely by making it completely waterproof. The flashlight's on there so you can see everything that's mm-hmm. going on. And you just don't have to fear about nicking and your I, sack. I, I like the... Uh the new kit they get. Oh yeah, the, no, the kits are sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called it's called the ultra ultra smooth package. Yeah, the ultra smooth package is super nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it comes with, like a little like baby razor, so if you like need to shave like your taint or something, like you can literally just get all up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, get twenty percent get twenty percent off free shipping by going to manscaped.com using the code the sink. That's twenty percent off with free shipping by going to manscaped.com. The code the sink. It's dad bod season. Time to get smooth. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I was like the first, one of the first yeah, people to move into that place. That was one of the first stories we ever did on TikTok when we joined was like, there's a new place called Clubhouse. What is it? Yeah, how was the backlash for that It was one. pretty funny. We just reacted to your guys' <laughs> video with like the lion in front of the, the house, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I um I was friends with Daisy Cage yeah. and she invited me to, you know, move in. I did it for a couple months, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Not anything specific bad that happened. I just was like, yo, like this is wild living living here and uh then i visited all of them and obviously have a lot of friends who live in them and it's just the craziest shit ever i've never really dealt with paparazzi until i was out here full time because i just fletcher bro fletcher (laughs) kevin yeah i was i was literally just out to dinner last night and kevin's you know like i was just having a normal conversation with him because i know him now and he just whips out a camera while we're talking like mid combo i'm like all right like this is how it's it's better to know them yeah because at first when I first started getting paparazzi, I remember like walking out of Boa and I almost had a panic attack. <laughs> like <laughs> I was not okay. I actually left the entire group of people I was with and just walked away because not only were the paparazzi taking pictures, but in my head, traditional celebrities just keep going about their day while the paparazzi is shooting them Right. versus all of yeah. the TikTokers who talk to them, who interact them, yeah. with them, and are basically filming a vlog yeah. while being paparazzi. But then the fans get upset. They're like, "Really? You're just gonna walk away and answer yeah, the question? We want to know. Do, do you think you're that you're that big of a deal? But it's like, nah. But it's like that's not how it is. Sometimes I don't want to be talking for ten minutes at a conversation right after I eat dinner. Well, it's just like, yeah, that's your personal time, right? Like yeah. you go to dinner, you're with your friends. Like you don't want to be interviewed about what you're doing for work yeah. or any stuff like that. But and at first it kind of freaked me out. I was like, why are you guys like? interacting with them so much but it does make it more personal like as i saw like them getting to know like the actual names of the people shooting them and like then i talked to kevin and fletcher and all of them like it's just way better that way um and it felt more personal instead of just me like having a million cameras shoved in my face uh but i also feel like i didn't get to really have the full la experience because of quarantine the whole time Mm -hmm. i was living in beverly hills and there's like 
militia guards up and down the streets holding AKs because it was the middle of the riots, yeah. like everything yeah. that was going on. Um, so it was completely different. And it's just been a lot of like random house parties. And, you mm-hmm. know, LA kind of has sucked during quarantine. Random like, house parties is a perfect way to... The way I, that's, but the that's way all I is. describe it is like there's like this like upper echelon of like creators who will come and it's like okay like you actually like want to like see them and then there's like this like mid tier, maybe has like 200k on TikTok and like they'll show up and they'll be everywhere and they'll party every single night and they have like four this, addies a night yeah four addresses a night they'll pull up and it's a shuttle just, just takes well, them. and it's like Bro. and it's like they have they have this creator fund of you know like creator fund or like brand deals or whatever that just supplies like this alcohol like you can just buy as much alcohol (laughs) as you possibly want and you can pay rent and you can buy nice clothes and that is the exact description of 95 percent of the people that will pull up to these parties and it's so funny that is super accurate no like and it's just so (laughs) and you'll see faces every it's like hmm it's a a small world way smaller than we thought like when we first moved here you see the same people every single time yeah the social media niche bubble I've also come to realize that in the past couple months and I've just been trying to expand my circle because naturally that's who I hung out with when I got here because we all do the same thing. I was like, this is going to be sick. Like, we'll all get along. <laughs> that was just not, I mean, the the type of personality of like a, a quote unquote influencer, like I do a lot of things outside of social media. So for me, social media is just a way to show off the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. in my real life, which is DJing, starting two businesses, traveling all over the world. Um, I'm not like that's not like where I put all of my fulfillment and a lot of especially these kids that blew up overnight and don't really have an idea of what they're doing. The, the narcissistic personality traits of just, like, they don't want to talk to anyone. They don't want to get to know anybody new. They're not interested in, like, any, like, just because they're so overly stimulated by unlimited access to money, unlimited people. Like, the the L.A. lifestyle can be very numbing because it's just an excess of everything all the time. And it's, like, a, actually a constant effort every single day to stay humble, to stay educated, to, like, mm-hmm. have an open mind and, like, not get closed off because people do use people out here all the time. For sure. I, I think, like, the only reason we are all didn't kind of fall into that so much is because we we've grown up grown up with each other since like middle schools like elementary school all of us that live here so it's like we're surrounded by each other when we catch each other like changing or in some way you're, you're like it gets called <laughs> out right away yeah you just kind of like somebody like do something it's just like bro why are you doing that and then yeah. it's really easy to um, it, but it's harder if you move by yourself we right? say but that having but having a good like, friend group is like so important yeah it's very important but we say that and i feel like even if i moved here by myself or like if you there's people that are weird here they're obviously just off one like yeah. that, like I just don't fuck with, and that fake and just like manipulative. But you're saying you it. wouldn't change at all? Yeah, but mean, it, dude, no, if you're by yourself, like it's uh, it's hard. I mean, it is really hard. Like, but if you're from, it, like, depends on where you're from. I feel like. But you guys like being born and raised here. I'm assuming, right? No, no, Seattle. no yeah, Seattle. Yeah, we're oh, from Seattle. Seattle? Yeah, that's yeah. why. Oh, shit. So, Wait, so when did you guys move here? A year ago. Yeah, yeah, six months ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, give it some time. The first year was hard, and like you guys aren't. I mean, you're kind of a bit removed. Like you're all with each other, so that's like you know, super helpful. I came out here by myself and yeah, having a friend group does make a huge difference because at least you have some people that are like, your thoughts are valid. Like we understand what you're saying. Like even if you are changing, like everyone's going to change. I'm not going to knock people for doing that. Like you change positively, you change negatively. You can't control that. Like you can try to, but sometimes shit just happens. And that's like my whole fucking brand, like finding, you know, beauty and pain, like changing for the better from bad things that happen to you because if you let those negative things like every single person who comes up to you and is like this and this and this or every comment that's like i hate you you suck like if you let all of those things get to you which you totally can (laughs) it'll literally ruin you as a person like i have seen social media 
absolutely destroy people like to the point of them like not even wanting to be on this earth anymore and that is a power that social media that people have given social media the power to do that is crazy just in general to me like it can change your whole perception of yourself and like you really do have to take an active effort to like stay away from it like I'm a big I go on my phone to upload but I don't really consume I consume YouTube maybe on occasion but I try not to consume because it just is such a time suck in general Mm -hmm. and like even my fans like I'm like I'm aware that that's like something that they're doing with my content but I always promote everyone I'm like at least go out like I go do something you know <laughs> like yeah. I want to promote your content's very much encouraging getting out and traveling like yes. it's very different than making TikToks in your room all the time and just posting that like your content centered around the idea of being adventurous and doing something outside of your house these kids don't leave their houses they don't no it's gnarly they don't leave their houses yeah. the I, I was blown away I was like you're literally not leaving your room for hours and hours and hours and hours. It's it's crazy to me because I'm used to being outside, meeting new people all the time. And it was actually, I was really depressed. Like the first half of quarantine because I did not know how to fall back into a routine like that. Yeah. It was just the weirdest thing ever. I get that. Um, but DJing, music, obviously I had a lot of time to do that. Yeah. That's where all that. the random house parties come in because I was just DJing like with my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even big house parties, but I would just set up my turntables and we'd have a dance party that's the best you could really that's do the best. Like, that's, <laughs> nobody nobody dances anymore nobody yeah. like has fun but what uh, one thing i was gonna tell you that's kind of funny is we were at like this probably eight months ago it was the last time last time like we all saw you but we were at the, we were at a party at ftb and like you were there but like i didn't know it was i didn't know it was you and like i like went up and like talked to you oh, and like god. i was probably oh my god tell holy her, shit i remember that tell her what she said tell her what she said i can't remember what i said no i, I remember it. it was probably something along the lines of like what i was like i was like no no i can tell you exactly what you said i was like oh i was like uh damn like you like damn you fine as fuck or something like <laughs> no, that no you got the exactly what you said yeah and then like we were talking and then i was like and then I was like talking to you for like a little bit. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is Charlie Jordan. And then Chris like looking at me because Taylor was like right. He was like yeah. somewhere over yeah, there. Like, and Chris like, like, I'm like, uh, right, how do I get out of this? How do I get myself out of this hole I've just dug myself in? Because I was just like talking to you, and I was just probably just being stupid. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to piss this dude off. So then I knew I was like, right, I got it. And then I was like. In my view, I saw I saw a V. I saw her and then Taylor and then you on this side <laughs> saying you fine as fuck when he was right there. I was just like. All right. Because I remember the next morning, Kyle come to, comes downstairs and goes, dude. I don't remember that. No, I that, just told Charlie so- Jordan she's fine as fuck, but right next to Taylor. <laughs> that would have ended so bad. No, it would have just been. You got a Nissan Gib. It would have been oh, so funny. Yeah, I would have no, dipped. No, <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, that's like, oh, bold of you, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, it was probably, I, I was in a little bit different uh, mental state at the time, you know, yeah. at, at that time of night. So, RIP FTB. RIP FTB. It was a fun place. It was a fun place for what it was. Still gets used. But yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, like, nobody, nobody, like, people just show up to these LA parties and this, you know, have their phone out of stand there. Nobody, like, has fun anymore. Yeah, no, nobody dances because a lot of the music that's on is rap R&B, which is great, but you just can't really, like, you can dance to it, like, do some TikTok dances, obviously. Anyone who's an actual dancer can dance to it, but, like, just the jumping, like, house music and EDM is, like, my absolute favorite, like, festivals. That's actually a big part of what I did filming when I traveled to... Coachella, right? You did music videos? Yeah, yeah, so I actually was being brought on by the 
production team of these festivals to help them create their after movies so like i would be like a model in the after movie basically because they're obviously always going up to random girls at the festival being like do this for the camera like dance whatever but like edc um they brought me out like three years in a row and i like work with the production team that films the after movie to be a model like walking around the festival and uh also creatively directing my own videos so i do promo for the festival where i make my own video post on my social media pages um but i did it for like edc and Lollapalooza, and um there was one out in i cannot remember what it's called i've done so many they're all blending together edc mexico um pal norte like i've traveled all over for all of these festivals and it was just the best thing ever like that's actually how i got into djing because i was filming these djs and i was like this is the coolest shit i've ever seen in my entire life yeah (laughs) i was like i have to learn how to do this when when a dj has you know four thousand five thousand people all jumping up and down at the same time you're just like what the fuck is going on um and so i you know from filming i started off as a rave goer turned filmer turned dj so i like just slowly kind of worked my way up the festival like ladder because i definitely was like 16 sneaking into edc like crying at the front being like i lost my ticket so that they would let me in i remember the first year i walked into edc it was like skrillex and marshmallow going back to back and then you know years later now like i was at dinner a couple months ago and like talked to Skrillex for like an hour and he was the coolest guy ever. Yeah. That's crazy. And then knowing people, you know, that know Marshmallow yeah. and like have having connections with just meeting like Cascade, like I, my manager manages Cascade and like that connection for me, Cascade is one of the biggest DJs just in history and is also Mormon, which is crazy. Um, he's like this 40 year old dad that gets up and DJ, he's DJ the largest festival uh, crowd in history, which was at ultra Miami in 2017. And his kids and wife are like over here and he's just like going hard. I was like, this is the craziest That's thing wild. I've ever seen. That's crazy how you go from like audience to backstage and then to on stage performing mm-hmm. and then to talking to people behind the stage. Like, damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The progression. I'm like big on like, I love just figuring things out to like the core of like what it is. So like obviously festivals are like centered around DJs. So I just kind of like went up with that. And even like in the social media space, we're talking about how small it is. It's very, very small out here. I actually feel like if you just do social media, like there's not much of a, um, once you get to a certain level, you can't really learn anything else. Like there's nothing else to learn. Like you're, it like caps out. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, you're just you're doing it. And like you innovate into what kind of content you're making. Besides that, yes, yeah, so yeah. you're always adapting and changing what you're doing 100. percent But actual growth of you as like a person, like there's not yeah. too much of that in the social media. That's why mm-hmm. it's super important to do things on the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did y'all see the cereal that the Sway Boys released this yeah. morning? Yeah. Did they release I, it? Or are they working on it? I, I don't know. I just saw the pictures. I was like, oh, we out here releasing cereal. We got to yeah. get creative. No, they've been working with a lot of influencers. <laughs> they, they, need, they, need, they need money for that month. <laughs> I'm not, not going to so lie. It's weird because like, when I think of the Sway Boys, I'm like, okay, like I'm thinking they're going to die out. They're going to die out. They come out with a show. They're gonna no, die they're out all bit. actually and then it's like, very smart. Yeah. Very smart. I like... Well, and they have... And they work with smart people. Yes, and by all means, I, they have I incredible teams. They're all they all had a lot of potential. Like even when I met them, they were so young. Um, their manager hired me to come play one of their birthdays a year and a half, two years ago. I think Josh Richards was turning eighteen, and you know I met them. Like it's been cool to see how much they've grown. Like when I did meet them, they were kind of like just getting out here, and so they were super young and just figuring stuff out. But they really have like grown into their own. Yeah peeps and they're crushing it they're killing it the biggest thing i'm impressed with is like how they're all able to branch out because like it, like everybody knows like it's not like exactly sway 
like how it used to be, I guess, like them all living together, but they all branched out, but like they're still all known as Sway. Mm-hmm. Everyone's know? branched out. All these like, you know, influencers turned actor, whatever, actor, singer. boxer, singer, the all of the above. The funniest thing to me is like, like with you, you come from a, like you became an influencer. Like, you, like, you know what I mean? Like you were doing like your own, own thing kind of, which was like, you know, like travel, you know, like travel vlogger or, you know, just showing people stuff about traveling and then you kind of like became in like the influencing space yeah. Yeah. but all these people are like influencers that then become other things and it's it's like when in a million years was addison ray ever planning she was going to lsu when in, when was she ever planning on releasing a song ever never. you know what i mean like she never was but then you know you get a management team behind you you get all this stuff happening hey a song would look really good for you right now and be a really good source of just because you have get, you watched the social dilemma uh, yeah uh, uh but it, it's uh, it's about like just it's this uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I so it's it. a documentary yeah. on Netflix and it talks about something that's really interesting that always like it freaked me out a lot and it hit home with me because I obviously do social media when I watched it I was kind of triggered a little bit I was like whoa and like that exactly what you're talking about is a prime example of social media changing human behavior so like she would have never done that that was not a personal interest that was not something she was thinking about doing and because people respond to things a certain way online like someone will do something once right and then all of a sudden that's their full-time career because it blew up online when maybe that's not even something that they're interested in that they were going to do before it influences who you spend time with like you'll hang out with someone and maybe post a video together and people will see that that video together did well so all of a sudden that's your new best friend and that's fucked up for me to think about even on a more micro level things you get recommended change the way that you think about things and things that you're interested in it takes on a whole different path in life and and that can lead you like if you're not careful about what you consume online because you're looking at it all day like it will change you over time without you even knowing like there was a couple months online where i got served like mental health tiktoks a lot and it like convinced me that i was like depressed like i was literally getting served like anxiety depression like all this shit and I was just like yo like is something wrong with me like I've had to go through sprees where I just unfollow accounts because they're posting a lot of negativity and like it would make me sad like I'm a very uh like emotional things affect me so like when I'm reading that stuff and consuming that stuff and seeing people like literally just hang out with people because content does well it makes me really sad like that that's a lot of LA too like when you're talking about what's your LA experience like the friend groups and like these houses like all these kids they're not living together like there's a couple houses that i know that they actually like all grew up together and are actually friends but they're not living together because they're friends they're living together because their content performs well when they make it together and that's the sole purpose behind it and that feeling right there just already feels like very off to me you know where it's just like not authentic thank you so much thank you so much to bird dogs bird dogs is Epic. You guys, Lululemon pants are obviously the best. They have, like, what's that term called, Luke, that everyone made fun of me before? Like, I had high high line shorts. What are they called? No, well, no, no. They were saying my shorts were, like, not high enough. They were over my knees, and that was wrong. The new style is, like, you have them a little higher up, right? Yeah, no, if Kyle was here, you guys should tell me if I'm right. But, um, no, so the, I had shorts that were way too long. They didn't fit me very well. They just didn't have the look that, like, I don't know. It, it's it's comfortable out on the beach and out, especially during the summer. So with summer coming up, Bird Dogs is the place to be. It is like Lululemon shorts. You know how comfortable they are, but it's significantly cheaper. And actually, like, the people that made that are the ones that are making Bird Dogs now, the same team that came over. It's epic. It's huge. And, uh, guys, you guys need to check it out. And they're working with us right now. Like, when I say that, what I mean is, like, blue, like Bird Dogs, they stole the designers from Lululemon. They came 
more and create the same pants, but they're significantly cheaper. Go check it out and use code the sink and boom, a free bird dog's whistle tip will also be coming to you guys. That's right. And whistle tip is not what you think it is. It's a it's it's a football, okay? It's it's not a dick related, it's nothing like that. Don't think that. What it is is you buy anything using code sync on birddogs.com. That's sync on birddogs.com. You're gonna get a free whistle tip football. That's like the nerf footballs back in the day where you could throw it like a mile, uh, but you get a free one. A free one when you get it, so it's perfect for the summer. Bring it out. Bird dogs, again, that's code sync birddogs.com. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, bird dogs. So when you apply that to like uh, like an actual like relationship between like two people, right? Like how like how do you believe that that becomes like detrimental to that relationship? Because like what like most recently, like I see like you and Taylor Holder were you guys were dating, mm-hmm. and so you know you see in the comments like oh my god like i love these two i love these two or like i don't like these two right like how how do you believe like that either like adds or takes away from like a relationship so that was my first public relationship like i had dated a guy before but he didn't really put any time into it um so you know taylor like that whole situation was my first time experiencing mm-hmm. that when did you start dating taylor again we started dating ooh, it was probably back in september of okay. last year august of last year like that's when we started kind of like hanging out um, but the comments and the, the whole public opinion, like I've never really cared about that stuff. And when we started hanging out, I actually didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what he really did. Um, I'd met him three years prior to us dating. He actually DM'd me and, uh, I said, I like had a boyfriend at the time. So I told him to email me and he never talked to me again. <laughs> did you send him an email response? <laughs> That's rough. Like, hey. You yeah, I'm like, you don't, you don't want to hang out soon. Here's my email. You don't oh, yeah. want the boyfriend to see the DMs. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. shoot me an email. No, hit me, my, hit me my Gmail. I'll check it then. And then uh, we saw each other at the Challenger Games, and we actually saw each other around quite a bit before we started hanging out. Um, we had a lot of mutual friends, and so all the social media stuff was very unexpected for me. I'd, I'd never even really dove into tiktok before <laughs> you yeah. know with them. i never hung out with anyone like i got to know all the tic- quote-unquote tiktok kids through taylor um but all the instagram stuff was like me so it was like we kind of like had this opposite worlds collide um who was he hanging out with at the time was he with he was at hype he was house. at hype house right he was yeah. at hype house before yeah yeah I remember that. Yeah. so oh you know God. that, that was the, a while ago the comments and everything like that ensued from that i was just blown away i honestly i struggled with it he was used to it and he would always tell me that he's like he was super encouraging and helpful, like, through all of that stuff. He's like, don't take it personally. Like, everything's going to be okay. But for me, I was just like, <laughs> like, I was never yeah. not. Uh, Instagram is so positive, honestly. Like, I have never been on a more toxic platform than TikTok. Like, it's it's wild. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There were some points where I got close to, like, deleting my social medias because I was just like. <laughs> this Who is it? Like, Taylor's is fans terrible. are jealous? Or is it, like- I mean, it's just every, you know, from the whole, like, there's the Taylor, like, Summer Rae situation. Oh, right. And yeah. then, you know, stuff that he would just go through, like, watching him deal with stuff. I was, it made, it even made me sad to watch my friends go through it, to, to watch, you know, these 18, 19, I mean, me and Taylor are older, but, or Taylor and I, sorry, grammar. <laughs> Um, are older, but a lot of, you know, the people we work around are younger and like watching like 18, 19 year olds have like full week long depressive breakdowns over getting canceled or, you know, something like that happening. It's honestly really sad. And like, they're really not the same afterwards. Like I wasn't the same after a lot of these things. And it really does take a toll on you and you either, it either breaks you or you, it makes you stronger. And I've seen it like 
people will just stop posting. Mm-hmm. People will exit the internet. They're like, I'm done. I quit. Or they keep going and they're just like, fuck it. And honestly, that's what you have to do. You just have to be like, fuck it. Like if you find validity in positive comments, you also have to find validity in negative comments. Yeah. So at this point for me, I love my fans so much. I will interact in like messages and respond to stories and anyone who, you know, is genuinely interested, I try to interact with, but for the most part, I don't really respond to comments or look at DMs anymore. Um just because you know, I don't know. It's it's irrelevant. Like those people don't really know what's going on with your life and I appreciate the comments and opinions and stuff, but they don't actually they have no clue what they're talking about. So to see threads on TikTok where kids are going back and forth with each other for hours talking about literal nonsense like nothing That's like the funniest thing to me. like it's zero like, facts like, what are you talking <laughs> like about? technically they only see 40 seconds of you like out of 24 hours of the day and they'll make these giant assumptions and stories and i'm just like whoa like your context you're not that good at figuring out context clues like just chill out um what did you say that there is more validity in like in positive comments though than there is in negative comments just because isn't it so much harder to say something nice about someone than it is to say something mean well, about you, someone well i think that positive Positivity in general, I, I just absolutely love that. Like, I always push out positivity. And the, the DMs, like, I see my positive DMs where people will actually send me messages. Mm. But for the most part, comments, it's like, cute, pretty, hot. Yeah, okay. It's like these yeah. short little, yeah, yeah. like, snippets, yeah. right? Fire emoji or yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And, like, if someone calls me sexy, right, and then someone calls me ugly as fuck in the next comment, like, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, this is just so random. Like, it's all um, very relative. Like, yeah just everything everyone's opinions like so if somebody gives you something like very like heartfelt like in like the dms uh, yeah then, like i yeah. always respond always cool. like dude i've had ugh, i could literally cry over it. i've had some people just send me messages of like you saved my life like i'll have smoke sessions with people sometimes like i just hit them up and I'll, i go on live and i literally go live with just random people who are, are watching and have conversations with them i've actually found some really cool friends that way i love interacting with followers who actually keep up and are genuinely interested in what i'm doing i'm just talking about the random (laughs) spam comments like when you have a viral video right people interacting and commenting they don't know you they don't know your story my followers i interact with my followers i don't interact with random like tiktok pushes your content out to random people so it's just one person seeing one video they don't know who you are they don't know what you do they're just like they're gonna comment what they're thinking at that moment exactly but instagram's like a little family it's like a community i Mm -hmm. love instagram still i do love making tiktoks but i have a really hard time with the tiktok community just like Mm -hmm. the peeps on there i'm not gonna lie though there's some creativity like in the comments for the negative comments if you read them you'd actually (laughs) yeah there's some funny ones getting bold there's some funny creative ones like i saw oh I don't even, I can't say People that. used to say some funny, yeah, funny ones on ours, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But, but so Taylor was helping you out because he's, he was used to all that in the social media world. Yeah. Taylor, um, was just a completely different, even though we did the same thing, I thought we were going to actually have more in common, but it's a very different worlds. Like the yeah. TikTok community versus Instagram. Instagram was very much like health, wellness, creativity, traveling like that was the whole it's like be the best version yeah. of yourself and TikTok is more here of like, are my abs. Yeah. TikTok is more of this like emotional relatable like all the biggest kids on tiktok you know you see them like painting their nails black wearing dark jewelry really like emo vibes and it's so like in their feels and i'm like this is not positive at all like this isn't like it i know it's cool to like be like that and look like that which i don't have a problem with but it's it's very like that affects people makes Mm -hmm. people also want to feel that way like that's the vibe you're giving off and i think as a quote-unquote influencer even if you didn't ask for it you are 
changing and affecting people's lives and opinions and that responsibility is really yeah. important to take upon yourself and think about you know how, how do you feel about uh how do you feel about taylor's new haircut I actually like, it. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I I, I saw it very mixed. It was very, it was very. I know mixed, everyone's so mean. What do you guys, it's like what do you guys it's. Think? I I, I, think I it's good. It. I was gonna buzz my I was gonna buzz my hair because I was just so done. I was like, okay, I just want to cut my hair, just restart. Like you know, like was it like everyone get, wants everyone to be like their hottest versions of themselves, but that's just boring. Like I I mean, after three years, like you know, I I always looked the same way. I like wanted to have long, straight blonde hair, and that's like what everybody thought was the hottest on me. But that's not what's the most fun right like i like unique things at this at this point in my life like i'd rather see someone that is unique looking and different than seeing the same shit or what's the hottest over and over and over again so i think that any switch up anyone does like people just aren't used to seeing it unless they do something actually crazy like fucking rainbow hair or some shit like that usually uh, tony lopez got pink hair Bro, I actually Bro. saw that in person, and it looked just so sick. He literally looked like, you know those troll dolls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> His hair looks so fire. His head literally looked like it was on fire, like the lava, lava girl. Yeah, because I don't know, online, online, I was like, you know, it's pretty pink. It you know, was UV, very pink. He UV, did not UV. blend in. You could spot him at a party like anywhere. Buddy. Well, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. And then, so so are you are you dating Logan Paul? I am not dating Logan Paul. Dude, we, we thought so. Like so sure. like do you understand how the how that could be like commonly missed like, because I, I feel like where i feel like i like heard that that was like validated there were articles so about it that we saw because it was like all like in the vlog that george posted about like you guys together at like some lake and then all the articles were running like dude is logan paul now dating charlie jordan yeah no the internet really likes to take things and run with it um it was so funny there was this picture so i've known logan for like four years and uh, we happened to be in New York at the same time, and then obviously we all went to the fight together. And I was rolling a backwood. <laughs> I was literally rolling a backwood on the ground, and it was super windy. And so I asked him to come sit behind me to block. Is that what that picture's for? Yep. You were rolling a backwood, so you were just blocking <laughs> Go, the wind? Pull up the picture. What? Look, I'm hunched over behind a fucking thing, rolling up a backwood. Oh my God. No one could see the backwood. Yeah. And everyone took a, or George took a story of me. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just rolling a fucking backwood, and he took a story and posted it, and everyone on the internet oh, lost yeah. their shit. They're like, oh, they're sitting really close together. It doesn't look like George is taking it. It looks like a paparazzi's taking it, and you guys are just chilling on the ground. I didn't realize it was like that. It's from George's story. They uh-huh. screenshotted George's story. We fell for that. We, yes. That's it, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. We ran that story. We fell for it. Because if you look at that, it's yeah. because, like, if you look at that, oh, I saw You I, saw, I saw <laughs> that shit. If you look at that, I'm sitting in a corner. Like, you're like, why is she facing the corner of, like, a fucking wall? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's crazy that's how it so gets Those are playing, like, like, duck, duck, goose. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul, Charlie Jordan, Duck, Duck, Goose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. That was like, that was crazy. Because even people like in the influencer space were texting me about it. I'm like, you literally have the same job as me. You understand what a picture can look like. Yeah. Everyone took it out of context. Everyone thought it was this whole thing. And I was just making, it was, I was cracking well, up. It's just so funny because it goes from photos of like you, him and Jake at like the, at like the influencer, at like the influencer, uh, you know, like the track, the track race. Yeah. And then it goes from that and then it like, and then it goes like, oh, they're dating now. And it's like, you know, <laughs> there's like a four year difference on it. So I don't know. We, I was, I was curious to know. And yeah, no, we're definitely like good friends. You know, we've known each other forever, um, but not dating. Yeah, at this point, like Singles any, any girl that any girl that's next to Logan Paul, like, like they might as well be saying like they're dating them. Yeah. No, because every 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 <laughs> girl that's next to Logan Paul, everyone thinks he's dating them. Anyone in the influencer space, if they hang out with the opposite gender, even with Taylor, you know, you see him hanging out with these girls, and everyone's like this and this and this. Like he's taking heat for things. I'm taking heat for things. Logan takes heat for things. The fact that the media, I just went on a whole rant the other day, wants to focus on our relationships when 
we're doing so many other cool legitimate things um you know like i just signed a residency in vegas i'm gonna be playing a show there every single month for the next two years uh opening for like you know lewis the child zed tiesto like i've been working on this for two or three years and like no one you know i'm the one who's pushing out that media about myself and you know usually positive press and positive media is being pushed out by the influencers about themselves and then everything else that's around it is negative or um controversial or debating like how someone fucked up and it's because it's all these media outlets who want to get clicks and views so they uh negative i saw this some video where it's like negative energy when you say something negative has like four it has four times as much on of an effect on someone than saying something positive um so people will always gear towards the negative click on the negative so that's just a fucking whole tactic on their part yeah Sometimes Ooh. I just don't have the time no, for it. No, 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 the voice, the accent. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't got the time or energy to cook, especially something healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I don't feel like doing takeout. This all changed <laughs> when I found Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest <laughs> delivers delicious food, all built with organic fruits, vegetables, right to your dough. It takes literally right. minutes to prepare, and you'll never have to think twice about food. I'm. I was gonna, dude. No, you're, uh, never, you're literally never better. Ha- you're better at reading in an accent. <laughs> and never have to think about. And never have to think twice about eating the food. You're that. What the? F- and never have to think twice. Okay, yeah. that's a typo. Yo, brother Chris, man, what's the hardest part about eating healthy? The hardest part about eating healthy is honestly how healthy food costs so much goddamn money. Yeah. Like everybody always telling me eat healthy. I'm like, I'm not trying to spend seventeen dollars for a meal. Exactly. And you have so to go meals. out. You have to go out to get it. You have exactly. to, uh, so imagine just having it right in your fridge. Like we we had a daily harvest pack. Come, accent, comes, please. What accent, please? I I. I my, it's my accent. My right? accents just get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, so we we had a daily harvest pack come to our come to our front door. It comes in like a cooler, and then it has like dry ice. We threw the dry ice in the pool. That was pretty epic. Uh, but yeah, daily harvest literally comes right to your door. It can be microwaved in minutes. Like it's literally the easiest way to eat healthy. So get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code the sink to get twenty five dollars off your first box. The promo code the sink twenty five dollars to get off your first box. Dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. So you said you're single. Are you like looking right now? Like are you like what's the what? <laughs> he's, 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 I'm like are you asking for yeah, a friend? A wingman just No, I'm fine. I'm cool. <laughs> I was actually asking more so for Chris, going to be yes, honest. Um, um yeah, no. I am single God, and <laughs> Wait, what? Kai. What? Kai I'm single right now. Well, no, I'm saying Kai's not right. single. Are we all single? Oh. Kai, no, no, I'm the only, I'm the only single one. Chris I'm, is a girlfriend. Kai has a girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. You do have a girlfriend. How would your girlfriend? Who would your girlfriend? How would your girlfriend feel about you saying you don't? Have a, luckily, she doesn't, she doesn't watch speak, us. Yeah, she doesn't speak English. It's very easy. <laughs> Send this to her, guys. Whoever's <laughs> no, watching, they just crop clip it, clip it. Out. I'm like Kai. I'm loyal. I have a girlfriend. Hardly, uh, hardly. <laughs> what? Luke, you better cut. That out. <laughs> you better cut that. <laughs> anyway, what, what were Yo, you saying? I'm just trying to recover from this last one right now. Well, yeah, be, yeah, it's just it, because obviously it takes like, time. It takes yeah, a little bit of time for sure. Yeah, definitely takes some time. It was um, a big event on TikTok. Like it was huge all over social media. What was going on between you and Taylor? Especially like the longer you date someone for, the more time it takes to get over it. I feel like definitely True. unless like that person like just completely like just just does some just some horrible stuff to you. Then yeah. like you you can get over it like. Almost instantly, and then it takes time after yeah. that to get over it. Also, like you said, that's your first relationship, like under a magnifying glass. Yeah. You know? So and it was yeah, blasted. Oh, the yeah, breakup, like you're saying, um, 
positivity versus negativity. When we got together, like it was kind of a thing, uh, but it wasn't that big of a thing. And then the breakup was like, holy shit, this is all over the internet. I was like, wow, like we had so many great happy moments and everyone wants to focus on this terrible one. (laughs) Um, But the breakup was a lot more public than I wanted it to be. Um, Obviously it's public information, so I'll speak on it. But um, you know, the whole reality show situation and a couple things that ensued after that, I have just never had something so personal be put out so public yeah. like that. So I, I tried to respond to it the best way possible. Looking back, I definitely could have responded in, you know, better ways, but I was just, I've never had something so personal to maybe put out online. And it was, it was honestly really hard. I even said, I was like, I'm going to take a break from social media um, for a little bit just because, you know, this and this. And like, I, I went and traveled like after our breakup, you know, I went to New York and then Atlanta and Miami and Puerto Rico and all these like places to just kind of get some space and get back yeah. to like what I always do. Like I always travel and go see friends and meet new people. So I'm honestly just trying to find me again, um, especially now that everything's opening back up and I'm so busy. Like I, I really don't have time to be in a relationship <laughs> at the moment um, between music and then the two businesses, you know, beauty and pain, which is these necklaces that yeah. I sell. Wait, so you, uh, you, you sell, you have beauty and pain and then you also have smoke by rose, smoke, smoke roses. roses right? Yeah. Okay. So, what, so what I'm running like three Instagram accounts <laughs> on the daily. Um, okay, can you send us a pack of those uh, smoke roses? I got please? you. I got Thank you. you. <laughs> yes. I'll send you guys all packs but that has been crazy because we've been selling out on every single drop that we've wow. been doing um for the past four months so and it's, it's i feel like it's hard to make like cool jewelry like too because that's what it is like that's what your other company is mm-hmm. i feel like it's hard to make but like you know like you just like you like see it's also hard because you never know what like like who makes the jewelry that people are like wearing so like because there's so much jewelry yeah. you see these bitches out here wearing like 10 gold necklaces that all look the same you're like yeah, what yeah. the fuck is going on no, yeah. no it's definitely cool though. Um, like, but it's just so i feel like it's just so hard to just get like your jewelry name out there it it definitely is um but it's crazy because all of my companies that i've started um it was all just like organic growth and followers through like how you're saying like yeah. i didn't blow like i grew my instagram so like the people that follow me i genuinely do feel like they're interested in what i'm doing and they want to support me and see me grow and so siphoning them from your TikTok following over like three months. That's what a lot of people did. And they grew to a million. You actually grew it organically through Instagram, which is hard as fuck now to do. It's It's so hard. And those people like Instagram is fucked up right now. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just fucked up. They like messed up everything. They messed something. They pressed the wrong button. They pressed the wrong button on something. Definitely getting harder by the the day. I'm like, yo, it's like having a boss that just like changes shit and is like, figure it out. And you're like, I hope I don't get fired. Like that's a perfect example of it because like, I don't know, like there's there pe- my friends will post stuff on Instagram. Like I want to see what my friends are posting, and then I'll like look at their account, and they like had like three posts and they posted like over like the course like last month or something. I'm like why didn't I see this? You know what I mean? Like I'm on Instagram. Like this is weird. No, know, it is super weird. weird, and it's weird when you're an influencer too, because like one day you'll post something and it has five hundred thousand likes, and then the next thing, yeah, next day is like a hundred thousand, and then you're like, did I do something wrong? Like did I fuck yeah, up? Yeah. And like th- having that mindset like all the time, like tied to your emotions is just so annoying like it it really is random and i tell people this i'm like they change the algorithm all the time like people will come to me like bawling their eyes out they're like my engagement just it's all gonna be over like my career and i'm like 
just relax i'm like take a breath and but it took so many times of that happening to me to figure that out because i used to do that and now i'm just like yeah like instagram and tiktok every single time they change their algorithm they're making it harder or poking holes in something so you just have to readjust your content and figure out what works um and it's always like that like you'll go see your biggest most favorite creators like you'll see dips in their profile and then it comes back up and dips and then it comes back up and that's how it's always been that's how it will always be there's rise and falls of everything crypto same thing it's all it's all the same anything that's like online interaction you have waves of it so you just kind of got to get through that and like adjust and i honestly feel like that's the name of the game for social media if you don't adjust and grow you'll fall off adjust or die pretty much that's the the danger of dopamine though because like you're just expecting a short-term change that's really drastic or expecting the same growth as a video that you had in the past and like you, when you expect that and you're not getting that and you're seeing constantly other people getting more views, you slowly go into like a certain like depressed state and yep. you wonder, hey, is my content good enough? How long can I do it for? Instead of just worrying about what makes your content funny. Yep. And you like attach it to your personal emotions, which is a problem. I, I struggle with it. Everybody struggles with it. Like you can just be like, oh, I mean, I'd like to be able to just be like, yeah, like work wasn't good today. I got a hundred thousand likes, yeah. but every, that's just not how it is. Cause you're literally blasting who you are out online. So when someone doesn't respond well to like you being vulnerable, right? So like there's been some times where people will go online and tell us something really personal and not get the response that they wanted. And like, they're already struggling with something yeah, yeah, yeah. and they open up and, and everyone just no rips into shit? them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it that's another thing when I'm talking about like social media eating people apart. Like I don't think that I'm, I've become very selective about what I share online. I have to be really strong and confident about it before I put it out there. Some people just impulsively like share things. Um, and I think that that is cool, but it's also, it, it just bites you in the ass for the person making it. Like it's, it's really hard. Um, but yeah, dude, I feel like I've been doing this for like so long now. (laughs) It's so cool. Um, I'm 22, so I'm okay. not that much older than you guys, but for some reason, just like the era that I got into TikTok or uh, Instagram and seeing like this whole new wave and like there's people that are older than me that say the same thing to me. They're like, yo, like we've been watching this and it really is the same patterns. Um, it's just, you know, kind of figuring it out. And obviously like the Paul brothers have done an incredible job of you know the wave kind of situation You're right staying, like they just staying really relevant they figure it out and they're so good of, at it they're like a lot of hardships i mean they've been dude i've ne- canceled okay, multiple honest. times like you know like they've done multiple you know like multiple things that should have ended you know that like theoretically in social media like end careers and they you know they have came through it and figured out how to be stronger from it and like but it's all i, don't know, I feel like with social media it's all about like diversifying how like what like you like, really do because if you're if your month to month is on brand deals and you know uh, creator fund, then like you don't have this like with you like you're starting other companies, but like you don't have like this like set in stone you know like you don't like feel like super confident on your income or what you can do. So I feel like with having like other companies and stuff like that, it's made me so much more like relaxed and yeah. just like confident in what I do. I'm honestly out of anything that I've done, probably the most proud of the Roses brand just because especially for like a cannabis oriented company to have like 150,000 followers on Instagram and be selling out, you know, like merch, like almost like, you know how Nelk does their drops. Like that is something that I would like to work towards at some point. Um, and in the space in general, like everything that I'm doing too is very male driven, like music and DJing. It's like predominantly male driven, um, owning your own businesses. And just in general, like I've, I've been trying to connect with more female entrepreneurs and people who are doing stuff, um, in that realm. But 
it's it's all very male driven even from like agencies and and people who are actually getting the deals and booking the deals it's a lot of guy managers and just in the scene in general so just being a female out here trying to like dip into all these things that are predominantly male run has been so interesting um i just love like getting in there and just like breaking it up i'm like yo like what's up (laughs) dude weed is like there's no female cannabis companies like there's there's a couple that i can maybe think of uh, but really not any so it's it's really fun to just get in there and like figure everything out and, and meet all these incredible people and, and find new ways. Like I talk about how you should always find like mentors for what you want to do and then kind of take it and make it your own. And that's like yeah. all I'm trying to do. The funniest thing about like, uh, about like trying to like sell weed products, like to me is how it still is. Like people still try and sell it as tobacco products because like it's, you know, like it won't get like taken down off TikTok or something like that. Like the raw, like raw does it really well. Like, yeah. the, you know, like pretzels, the, right? Yeah. It's all pretzels and stuff like that. Or even if you go into smoke shops, like grinders, are not there, you know, like they're obviously for grinding weed, but like they'll say they're like tobacco grinders and stuff like that. So like it's just, I wonder when the change will be of when it becomes everybody selling these products for weed. Like, you know, they aren't tobacco wraps, they're weed wraps. I just don't know why it's such a problem still. Like the fact that alcohol is legal everywhere, like alcohol is legitimate poison that you're putting into your body. It's like everybody's choice of substance. And I know everybody's bodies react differently um, and people like may feel better with alcohol whatever but you know coming from even a family that struggles with alcoholism like I've just seen alcohol and how it changes you over time um you know obviously everything in moderation is fine but even during the pandemic yo like people had nothing to do had nothing to do and people were just drinking and I was just like yeah this is crazy and it it changes like Look up how alcohol changes your brain over time when you drink it. Like, it literally deteriorates oh, yeah. it. Real quick, as stoners, right? Because, Kai, you're, you consider yourself a stoner, right? Yeah. You are, and I, I am one, too. Isn't it the worst thing when you ask somebody, hey, do you smoke weed? And they're like, no, it gives me anxiety. And then they're like, okay, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I drink. That's yes. all I do. I drink. That's the worst thing I hear from anyone that says I don't smoke. Well, dude, it's not even just like they pinpoint like something like anxiety. It's just generally just shit on smoking. Go. Yeah, like, but, oh, dude, I just so drink. bad for you. I just drink. And they're shitting on smoking. I'm like... I don't yeah, know. like I don't I I don't smoke I don't smoke I don't, I don't shit on it though. like it's just not my thing like it's you know it's you know like well most of the time people are, I'm like when did you smoke and they're like oh when I was drunk and I was like yo yeah, so you were that's crossed. That's <laughs> that's that's no it's it. not that is not me no no actually Kyle is not me you say that, that is not you, me at all you, I'll literally you, I'll you, go, hey, hold on you complain that like you drink and then you smoke I've after never I've never smoked I've never I've never the first time I ever smoked I was I was crossed but I've never done it that's what I mean if I get drunk I don't I would never. Dare smoke weed because I know it'll you fucking pass it out. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start smoking? Like in Vegas? When like I was when eighteen. Oh, oh, you're eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. Yet. It all it's it all that. started when I was eighteen, man. So I actually grew up in Vegas, and then I moved to Utah my senior year of high school. Wait, and, Utah, Utah. And pack. <laughs> it was when I moved to Utah and saw Provo at, at first hand that I was like, I do not want to be Mormon anymore. <laughs> no, well, well, we just road tripped through Provo and like we, we went in. Um, no, no offense to Provo. Yeah, we, I love what's Provo the whole like? Mormon community. Provo's I love BYU. just south of Salt Lake City. It's personally it's where, not my cup of tea. That's where BYU is. All uh, Mormons right. like come at me online because I like am Mormon and I talk about it and they're like, that's disrespectful, da 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 da. But it's just a personal preference, you know. If you want to get married when you're 18 and have some babies, and that but is a lot of babies, the rest of, of your life, go for it. I cannot do yeah. that. Yeah, pretty much saying, do you want to like tether yourself for the rest of your life and never have any like, personal life experience? Exactly. <laughs> like when you get married when you're 18, like what you're gonna change so much, yeah, like so so much. And if like, you and your partner don't change together, 
you're fucked. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Well, and, like, just think about how much of a different person you are when you're 18 to when, like, you're even, even 20. Like, it's the difference of being in high school and actually living on your own. You're so different than, than like, what you ever could have imagined yourself being, like, like two years yeah. prior to that. I literally had someone try to um, propose to me when I was a sophomore in high school. Really? Yes. At, was it at, one, at it, one of those dances? It was. <laughs> it was uh, my boyfriend at the time was about to go on his mission, if you know what a mission is. Yeah. Oh. It's where you leave when you're 18 for two years and go teach the gospel. Holy you shit. You go door to door. Everyone's seen the two missionaries walking down the street with their suits on, and it's like 110 degrees outside. <laughs> and they go, like, teach the gospel. But he was like, wait for me, and, like, proposed to me before oh my he gosh. left. And I was like, uh... Yeah, and about that, I'm gonna have to go. Peace and out, we literally Deuce. didn't talk after again. After that. Oh, <laughs> that's a bummer. Well, because that's he scary. left, he but like, yeah, and he thought you were gonna. You he know, thought I was yeah. gonna say yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then wait for him. He left, and like you can email. Like, I got emailed him a couple times, but that's it. You can't see them or anything. So, damn. Let me tell you, I had a couple uh, Mormon boyfriends in high school and when they came back from those two and a half years i was a completely different person and i'm pretty sure i scared the shit out <laughs> of like, them they like come back after just after just spreading the good word and you just you take a fat bong rip <laughs> <laughs> y'all want to rip oh, taking fat bong rips um posting you know bikini pictures all over the internet currently now doing only fans they're like um i think she's going to hell yeah <laughs> How long did you start your OnlyFans? Um, six months ago. Okay. Seven months ago. I kind of like started hearing about it, obviously, because I'm in the space. I hear about things very early on. Yeah. So before even the general public really knew what OnlyFans was, I had people coming to me being like, this is the next big thing. Um, you know, Bella Thorne and Tana and all of them got on it super early. Yeah. And, you know, all the girls are like talking about it. We're like, yo, this website is a potential for just incredible opportunity, but it has a very bad reputation. So the reputation is what was scaring everyone away because it's just a platform, just like anything else. You can post porn on Twitter or you can post pictures of your dog. You can post porn on Instagram or you can post regular ass pictures. You can post it on Twitter. Dude, I have seen some Instagram accounts. I don't know how they don't get banned. Uh, I get tagged in porn so much on my, for some reason, like literally my (laughs) tag, every tag, like if you go into people's tagged pictures, like, what porn websites do on Instagram is they get banned so quickly. What they do is they make a new page every single day and they upload like 15 things and they'll just tag celebrities so that people view it and then they get shut down and they start a different one. It's I've only seen it in the past couple of weeks, but it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. I'm just like, what is going on? But, you know, OnlyFans is just a platform and in whatever power you give it, that's kind of what it has. So it's because I tried starting my own app a couple of years ago and it was essentially the same thing as OnlyFans where it's a paywall. You know, people can't just consume my content for free because as a model slash creator, like I'm a creative director for all of my own content. I have uh, annual deals with several brands where I'm in charge of like shooting content that I give to them to use for their website that I promote on my own page. Like I create pictures and videos for advertising purposes for a living. So when I was constantly putting that I've posted every single day on Instagram for the past four years. Like I post literally every single day and I'm never guaranteed payment for any of that. And I work my ass off to do that. Like it is so much. And every time I traveled or did anything, it was solely up to me to get sponsorships to, you know, figure this shit out or else I don't get paid. Yeah. And that's all content, (laughs) just content in general. Like you just don't get paid for it. It's like YouTube has monetization, but if you, you know, are yourself, basically you get demonetized. Yeah. And, um, 
same thing on TikTok. Like the creator fund is kind of good, but not really. Like it's not anywhere near as much money as, as it should yeah, yeah. be um, just in general. So it's up to you to get sponsorships. And if you don't, you don't get paid for anything that you do. So in the social media world. Yeah. So OnlyFans is great because it's people who actually want to support you and understand that, hey, this is a full-time job. You make content as a full-time job. So on my OnlyFans, I upload behind the scenes DJ sets. I do live smoke sessions. If you know what Cameo is, Cameo is like, yeah. like I basically too. turned my OnlyFans into a Cameo where people just have, you know, they can ask me questions about myself. I'll send birthday shout outs. Like it's literally the same shit. And the amount of money <laughs> that you make on there is just absolutely unbelievable. Like, we had Chelsea Lynn on our show, and she said OnlyFans originally was for like a Patreon, like mm-hmm. just subscribe for yeah. behind the scenes for your creators. But like, obviously, it's become that yeah. infamous link. How ridiculous is it? Like, is it way bigger than any other revenue source? Like OnlyFans. Um, because it's the DMs, right? You can really control how much you're making just based on how much you're going to be on that app. So revenue source, like outside of, because I have my brand deals that I curate myself. Yeah. That's probably my biggest revenue source. But second after that is OnlyFans for sure. Yeah. Um, music, you know, is a big investment because I have to put in a lot of money into my career to also be able to do it, you know, from buying equipment to, you know, just turntables in general software like you know music when you're in the studio like paying for studio time like everything like you have to put in a lot before you can really like go for it so i've been working on it for the past couple years but yeah OnlyFans is like instant it's 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 wild it's my second probably biggest income and it's crazy because it's just me being myself like actually (laughs) like it's unedited pictures it's just me talking like i go on rants Bro, the other day I was on with Haley and we would, I just go live on OnlyFans. I like go on my Instagram because I used to go live on my Instagram for hours at a time, talking to people, whatever, for free, um, giving advice. And then I started doing it on OnlyFans instead. And you can like tip on, on live so you can actually make money from stuff. Like same thing on Twitch. Like you can literally yeah. like send money and uh, we just had a full blown bidding war. I literally was just like, oh, like. 60 going on 65 going on 70 like i wasn't doing jack shit like i was literally just like having a conversation with these people when we started making a joke about a bidding war and then people started like sending tips for for fun and it was just like it's the funniest shit ever like i love interacting with people (laughs) do you get any comments from any down bad guys like oh i expected this only fans to be something else yes yes all the time and those people can leave you know i'm just like i totally get it you don't know who i am like if you're paying to see tits go on Pornhub like it's literally free like (laughs) well so so I think I think where where it stems from is like if you you have to pay to get on like to just look at really anyone's OnlyFans so like people don't really know they just hear that like OnlyFans is like a sexualized platform right Mm -hmm. that's what they hear but you have to pay in order to actually see it for yourself so then when like they they end up paying and then they maybe don't see like this like over sexualization of this platform or of this like creator that is on there then then they're kind of like oh like you know I just got played but it's like it's not really like you got played you just don't really know any better and I mean, you I don't actually follow her. And watch no, hundred percent, exactly free porn. And I also I do so online. Um, I used to post suggestive content for years. That was like I posted all over my Instagram. I since have taken down some of those pictures, and I do do some like suggestive stuff on my OnlyFans. But that's only in, like the messaging, mm-hmm. which across the board for anyone who does OnlyFans, that's where people make the most. That's money. when like someone can send you like sends you money, and you guys are communicating, and you yes. can send something personal to yes. them. Yes. Yeah. 
I talk to a lot of like OnlyFans managers that talk about how they actually do a lot of the messages for the like the girls that they work with. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. Yeah, too. some you people. Yeah. Everyone runs their OnlyFans uh, differently. Some people have people that are literally just messaging for them like that's they literally hire someone to just do that for them which is crazy because <laughs> you might just, be getting played you might be getting, that's getting what we're saying you're getting played imagine a, a male manager just sending um <laughs> hey baby thanks for the f- like, I've been talking to dollars. Thanks for the best. for like months now, but actually talking to her manager. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for the best. No, bits. so many people do that. And then there's some people that have full control of their OnlyFans. There's people that go through agencies. There's people that have their boyfriends running it for them, which oh, I don't that's understand tough. that one. Damn. That one just seems like a fu- like like <sighs> just an awkward conversation at night. There are so many female influencers that do that. Can you can, can the people who are paying for I don't your know OnlyFans? her personally, but I've heard some really interesting things about Kristen Hancher's OnlyFans. Fans. Really? Yes. If you guys haven't checked that out, go check it out. What have you heard? I heard that she does takes TikTok audios and does transitions like into doing uh, sexual things like on her OnlyFans. Like the oh. like the transitions over the face, but it ends up in like what like a blowy like that. Oh like, no! But you transition no, isn't, in, like, isn't in a it just her and her boyfriend fucking? There's that. Yes. Yeah, there's I've, a lot I've of seen there's that. a but lot of those, but no, what? like transitioning into her like not having clothes on. It's pretty much just like it'd be like <laughs> small waist, pretty face with a big <laughs> bank, oh, and then it'd the be her just getting oh, then it'd yeah. be her just getting fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Which genius. I, that's I'm gonna be honest. That's also, creative. Hashtag like, <laughs> like sex work is a legitimate thing, and I yeah. don't knock anyone who wants to do that. But for everyone to um, just assume that the whole platform is that is just True. not incorrect. Like people will be like, "Oh, well, OnlyFans is not." I'm like, "Go, go subscribe. Go look. Yeah. You won't find anything on there." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of the because that would be people who aren't your real fans. Uh, then seeing like then seeing you and then being like okay I want to I want it I want like what OnlyFans has to offer on this so yes. like OnlyFans is meant for your real like it's, it's meant, meant for yeah. fans it is the literal ideal platform for anyone who's a content creator in my opinion yeah um from a full blown analytical perspective like you're uploading content all day every day and you're not making any money off of it why would you do that I'm about to launch a series on OnlyFans like an actual series that I have a full production team for. Um, you could upload a podcast on there. You could upload anything on there, and it's just a paywall. That's what OnlyFans is—a is paywall in general. So that's what I use it for. And everyone who has checked out my OnlyFans, appreciate you. Um, and if you haven't yet, go check it out. If you want to go check it out, yeah, I do smoke sessions on there. I literally do behind the scenes of DJing. Like, I'll just be at home, like mixing and giving tips on like how to do that stuff. I do. I'm, the f- series that I'm doing is actually going into like great detail on how I got into all of these industries that I'm in right now. So actually offering some knowledge for people you know like i can upload videos on youtube all day just being like this and this and this and here's all this free information on how i did everything or you know maybe you could support a creator and pay for that information you know because it's valuable like it's not just random shit so i think it's a great thing but everyone has their own opinions on it yeah no i get yeah go check it out but uh the last thing we do that we want to do is we are fans like send us their questions like the personal issues that are going on they want advice so they don't know who's going to be on the podcast they don't know who's going to answer it but we have an email and i kind of want uh, your opinion on this is hey guys i'm savion i'm 14 it's a little young i'm savion i'm 14 and live in new nice. york i'm coming to you guys with the problem of girls i grew up hanging 
with girls. I grew up hanging around adults, and so I developed a very uh, mature brain and uh, mentality, right? So he's like older. Mm-hmm. So I struggle to talk to girls because I can be overwhelming because they think like a child and I can be too straightforward. Any advice? Love you guys. Keep uh, up the good work and let Faith know I sent for her. Faith Ordway. Um, shut up, Faith. But I think where you went wrong is saying uh, I'm too smart for them. That's probably where you start. <laughs> but where would you take that? So he's saying like he thinks he's too advanced. So when he talks to girls in his in his age, he thinks that he's too like he ne- he's I don't know. He just can't communicate. So with them. remember this because I also had a very I was around a lot of adults and had a semi-traumatic childhood. So you think that you're mature, but that's actually you trying to cope with certain trauma that you've been through. So if you are constantly around adults, constantly not having, you know, types of interactions that you should, you may feel older, but you're not. You're the same age as them. You've been through the same things. You've been alive the same time. Just really, I would say, like, work on bringing back that childlike side of yourself instead of trying to grow up too fast. Yeah. I know that's a deep answer. We, we have some members on this team that I feel like are a little too, or, like, speak too grown for, I guess, like, females that are our age, right? Like, I can say Ethan and Kai, Well, for Ethan, example. I don't like, know what Ethan's deal is. Ethan will talk to girls, and he'll just say something. It's like, dude, why the fuck did you just say that? <laughs> this girl's probably been drinking a little bit, and... She's not going to be able to think about what you just said. Or even if he says it to me, he'll like tell me something that's just such like it's like a fact of something. And I'll be like, dude, shut up. I don't want to hear it right now. But people who are actually like secure in what they like, like someone who's actually confident. Right. Like I um, because I had such a chip on my shoulder for a while. I would go above and beyond to like be a type of way towards people like be like put together and smart or like whatever, because I was trying to be all serious. And I just realized I'm like, I know that I'm smart so like i don't need to go out of my way to like let somebody else know like and if they don't think that i am that's their fucking problem like if you're confident and secure in yourself you wouldn't feel the need to constantly prove people or tell people like this is how smart i am these are things that i know um i think just being present and like interacting like my favorite thing in the entire world is like talking to people because you gotta get to dip into their world and like forget about everything that's going on with you like people that are constantly like this is who i am and this is me and this and this and this like even i struggle with it yeah. at times but i think it's just better to be present and like get to know that person and be look like more inward instead of always just trying to be like this is who i am and like even him being yeah. at 14 years old he's like i'm so mature i've been around a lot of adults that's great but you also have to have other sides of yourself like to be mature and childish at the same time not just mature i think possessing like opposite qualities is super important also the use of periods uh would be a big game changer (laughs) that was all one sentence wow that was an amazing he said he was was way too mature for these girls i'm like that's "That's crap uh yeah guys he's probably he's probably a smart ass i wouldn't like him this has been a great episode i think we went on how long did we go we've been going for a while our, yeah. Wow! Shit, oh, how long do they normally go? That, that, that is awesome. the first. That's the longest non-intermission podcast we've had. Like normally, like we like break it up halfway yeah. through to like go pee or something. But apparently, that is nobody. Long- I can talk I, for I, way too long. Yeah. It's so. Bad. The funniest thing I is, have is to pee for like the last. The funniest half of thing it. is like <laughs> there's times where we've we, we've had people on and uh, we'll, we'll be at like 45 minutes. And we'll like kind of be like trying to like wrap it up and that just won't stop talking. Like those feels keep going, keep going. And then like at the end they'll be like, Oh, I could 
I could talk for hours. It's like yes, that's know me. No, but like, but like yours was interesting to a point to where we talked for an hour, fifteen minutes without you know without any. It was back without and forth. Any stuff, but like people will like literally talk for like forty five minutes yeah. and we'll like end it. And that's funny. Oh, like you're not talking the whole time they're talking. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 We did one time with Alex Warren for like two hours and fifteen minutes once. Like Damn. that was it. We just went off. I don't know. No, yeah. it's yeah. sick. I love the back and forth, and it was yeah. sick talking to all you guys. Awesome. I loved hearing Very like from the Mormon stuff to roses to only. Fans of traveling, we say or whatever. Would you say boofing or no? No, oh, it's not. Durfing. 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 Durfing and soaking. Boofing is completely different than. Uh, oh yeah, boofing is different. Yeah, we'll wrap up this podcast on the note of durfing. <laughs> go check it out if you don't know what it is. It's or not, don't. You're not missing out on anything. You literally could go check out durfing if you were like 13 years old. Like it's yeah, not. It's, sexu- <laughs> it's not sexual whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Then look up soaking. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. All of our, Bye, all guys. of Charlie's links are gonna be down below. Go follow on everything. We'll see you guys. Peace, Peace. out. Woo. Thank you. Woo.